This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today's topic is moms and money. So we have Mother's Day tomorrow, and we're kind of excited to do this topic. With me today, I have Kelsey Banky. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Mary. We have had a lot of fun putting this episode of the show together because I will just say Kelsey and I both had amazing mothers, and I think we might be pretty good moms ourselves. <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> At least we're trying. Maybe you shouldn't pull all of our children on any given day. But the bottom line is that moms are very influential in people's lives, and um Moms give us a lot of money lessons, whether we're considering them to be money lessons or not. They're still embedding them in the very fiber of us when they are raising us. So today we're going to dedicate this show to all the fabulous moms that are out there. And we're going to talk about some of the great money lessons that Kelsey and I both learned from our moms. And um, some of the things that we think are important that we have passed down or intend to pass down to our own kids. So let's jump right in. One of the best memories that I have about money lessons from my mom, quite frankly, is something that really made me mad when I was growing up. (laughs) I did not appreciate it as a money lesson when I was a youngster. (laughs) So um, I may have told this story before on the show, but I am one of four siblings. I had an older brother and then two younger sisters. And, you know, my older brother being, of course, the first one and the biggest one, everything was pretty much new for him. But by the time you got down to us girls, then everything was more hand-me-downs. Well, you can imagine with hand-me-downs. Did you have hand-me-downs in your family, Kelsey? Yeah, even though I was the oldest of four uh, (laughs) girls. Um, I still had the hand-me-downs because I got them from my cousins. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Were your cousins the boy cousins or did you get no, girl clothes? No, I lucked out and never really had to wear boy clothes. <laughs> well, that was the thing that frustrated me when I was young is that I inherited the boy clothes from my older brother. But here's what my mom did, which in retrospect was absolutely fascinating and fun. She would take those boy clothes and then she would try to kind of repurpose them a little bit into girl clothes. So she would take these patches that you could iron on and she would cut them out into little shapes and she would iron on fun patches onto the legs and onto the knees of these boy pants to make them look like girl pants. So my little brown corduroy pants that had been my brother's (laughs) or my little green jeans that were my brother's all of a sudden had fun and funky flower patches all over them of different colors. (laughs) So I did not feel like fashion icon wearing them, but I will tell you that what I did learn from that is the value of repurposing something and putting just a little bit of sweat equity in something to be able to utilize it and get the most effective use out of something. So that really was a great money lesson, Mom, and if you're listening, I thank you for my flower patch pants. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us one of your lessons, Kelsey, that you thought was great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the the clothing theme. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I have four, four, four kids in my family. And, and you're the oldest, right? I'm the oldest. Okay. And 
there's only four years and three months from the oldest to the youngest. So, oh wow, bing bang bong right in a row. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of a lot of kids very quick, and uh, my my parents were also farmers in the '80s, so raising four kids in that situation was very difficult. Mm-hmm. But my mom never let on that anything was tough. Um, for all we knew, our childhood was just as great and. We spent just as much money as everybody else, right? So, um, but we would go every Friday, we would go to garage sales. I remember this. And I was, I was pretty little when this was going on. And my mom, that's where my mom got all of our clothes. If they didn't come from hand-me-downs from my cousins, they were garage sale clothes. Like, I don't think I ever had anything new. Um, And when we'd go to those garage sales, you know, you're taking four kids along with you. They're going to want their own stuff to buy because we're all consumers, um, even at the very young age. And we had a budget at the grudge sales. So we could spend, <laughs> we could spend me. 50 cents total the whole day. And so we'd pick something up, a bracelet or a little purse or something we really wanted. And, and back then it was usually 50 cents w- would go quite a ways. Stretch, yeah. yeah. Um, but we would, pick something up and my mom would say, okay, you can buy that, but then you don't have any money left the rest of the day. And, uh, we would think about it and we got really intentional with our, our purchases because that we, we knew it. Mom was not going to give in on that 50 cent budget lesson. So yeah, we had, we had fun with that. And then we'd always go to McDonald's afterwards and we'd share like one value meal and one extra <laughs> thing of fries again, because we were little kids and that would go a long ways, but it was just, you know, that she never, had a lot of excess to spend but she made it special we'd go feed the ducks with the bread in the park by the cemetery I mean all those little things she did were super fun and didn't cost us hardly anything Um, and they're some of the best memories we have from those years but what I hear in that story is really interesting you know from a financial perspective Kelsey is that you learned early on the value of intentional purchasing with the money that you had mm-hmm. so you were taught not to impulse buy because you only had a certain amount of money in your budget absolutely and I, I wish I could say that I always hold to that <laughs> <laughs> but again we're all human <laughs> I bet you do more so than some people though just because mm-hmm. it was something that was embedded in you as a young person absolutely I'm I'm everybody laughs because I'm the researcher in the family so I want to I want to research my purchases like crazy <laughs> okay. before I buy them um, and and I think that all goes back to you know making sure I'm spending my money the best way I can let me just say that at our office at Stroke Financial we love it that Kelsey is the researcher. When we have something to purchase for the office or when we have something that we're looking at, we're like, hey, Kelsey, can you evaluate this? (laughs) Well, sticking on the clothing theme, another lesson that I learned from my mom was um, the value of a bargain and also kind of ties into that intentional spending. So when I was a teenager, my mom the rule that we had that she gave us was you could spend $20 on a pair of jeans. And when it was back to school shopping time, you could buy one pair of jeans. So $20 was what we had. If you wanted something that was a pair of jeans that was more than $20, that's fine. But you had to pay for the rest of that yourself. And it wasn't that you could borrow the money. (laughs) from them. You needed to have the cash to buy the jeans. So of course the jeans I wanted, you know, were ones with the fancy pockets or different things like that. The cool names. Jordash is coming to mind. I don't even know (laughs) if that is a jeans brand anymore, but man, I wanted those jeans so badly. 
And they were definitely more than the 20 bucks. So I spent time all summer long saving money from babysitting or saving money from part-time jobs that I had so that I could buy my back-to-school clothes, the ones that I wanted, knowing that I was only going to get 20 bucks from my parents for one pair of jeans. But what it taught me was work ethic, you know, work for what you want. It also taught me the value of a bargain because the truth of the matter is I would have been fine in $20 jeans. It's just not what I wanted. So I think that that also fed into my own philosophy of money, which is so strong, is that money really buys you choices. And I wanted the choice of a different kind of jeans, and I needed to go earn the money to have them. So... All right, share another lesson that you learned from your mom, Kelsey. Oh, you know, when I think of my mom, what always comes to mind is the Iowa State Fair. Now, this is a tradition going back way before my time. My mom said they started going as a family when she was six. Oh, wow. And they would camp there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we still to this day camp there. My son and my nieces and nephews are very quickly learning to love the family tradition. But, you know, a lot of people think of the fair, they think of the Midway and all of the Uh rides and that kind of thing. And they always talk about how expensive the fair is. My sisters and I have a completely different opinion of the fair because in all of the years I've gone, my whole life, I've been on the Midway once. You're kidding me. Once. Because what is beautiful about the fair is there's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of free entertainment huh. and things to look at. And you don't have to spend money every single time you want to do something there. So we have we are regulars at the shows. We know all the little mazes for the kids. We know where to go for the egg rolling contest. I mean, all these things are free. <laughs> you just have to find enjoyment in in doing that kind of stuff. And and we look forward to it every year. We go for four days every single year, and we run out of time seeing the things that we want to see. But when I was a little kid, we and we we do spend some money. We would have cleaned out butter containers and each one of us would have our name on them. And all throughout the year when we would do extra chores, we would put our nickels and our dimes and our quarters. And my grandma would laugh. because In your butter In tub. our butter tub. <laughs> and we would take it to the fair and we would load up our little fanny pack with a handful of coins to go down to the fair to decide what, you know, little trinket from the flea market we were going to buy that day. I mean, one year it was a rabbit purse. One year it was a little clown doll. Who knows? But we did get to spend something. But again, it went back to that budget. But uh, in looking back on the fair between our budget and finding all the free things to do, it was really a fairly inexpensive vacation for us every year. You know, my mom was masterful at finding free things to do as well. So when we were young, she would take um, my brother and sister and I at the time and go on long walks around the community And she would um, look ahead at what was free. Now, this is, of course, in the days that it's pre-internet. So, you know, she'd be scoping out the things on the wall on the bulletin board at the library that we could do or looking at different places around town that would, you know, advertise free things for kids. But they were a single income family. My dad worked and my mom was a stay at home mom. And I can tell you, she made the value of a dollar stretch by always investigating what were the free resources in the community? What could you go do as a family to have fun? And, you know, that really taught me a couple of things. Number one, it taught me that it's not about what it costs to provide value, but it also taught me 
about the value of the community that you live in. And our community, much like many communities, has so many amazing resources for children, for activities, for youth of all ages. And then, you know, I think about it as an adult. You could find something to do in our community just about every night of the week if you really wanted to that doesn't cost money. Um, whether it's educational or whether it's fun, but it's out there. And so the value of a community and looking for that, I think is a huge lesson that I definitely learned from my mom. Absolutely. And then the more that you utilize it, the more that that will be offered because if people aren't showing up, they're going to stop doing things. So that's kind of the... The fun thing, the more you do it, the more there is. So in honor of our moms, we have a great thing to give away today. It's called the Beneficiary Guidebook. And, you know, if you are a mom or if you're taking care of your mom, this book is something that's really helpful to just help a parent or or give a gift to your children of if something is going to happen to you, that the next generation has some guidance from you about what to do and how to handle things for you. So if you'd like a copy of that, just go out to our website at sterkfinancialservices.com and you can request it or send us an email, give us a call. We'd be happy to give that to you. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today, Kelsey Banky and I are talking about moms and money talking about some great money lessons that we learned from our mothers and that we want to pass down to our own children and grandchildren. So um, one of the things that stands out in my mind as a memory and is still recreated to this day by my family is a little story about something called Penny Lane. So when I grew up, I grew up in Indianola, and my dad was an economics professor at Simpson College. And Simpson College, which is actually where Kelsey went. He was my advisor, (laughs) ironically. Talk about a small world. (laughs) Um, So Simpson College has a campus, and on their campus, they have a really pretty park-type area with a lot of um, sidewalks through it. So my mom took us on a walk one day, and my brother happened to find a couple pennies on the lane, and um, it gave my mom an idea, and so she would drop pennies along the sidewalk as we would walk down the first time looking for it, and then we'd double back, and we'd find these pennies, and she called it Penny Lane. (laughs) So it's not really named that. It's only named that within our family. But my brother and I were so flippin' excited to try (laughs) to go search for pennies on Penny Lane. And, I mean, literally an afternoon's worth of entertainment my mom was able to create for, like, 12 cents. (laughs) (laughs) And she just planted these. We had no idea that she was doing that, you know, because when you're little, you don't understand what's happening. But as we got older, then we got in on the game, right? And so we were able to help my mom plant the pennies for younger siblings. And now we do it for grandkids. And they just think it's so cool that they can find and search for these pennies. And it's the the value that I learned in that is that it has nothing to do with the amount of money. The value is in the time spent and also the creativity when it comes to using a very, very tiny amount of money to create a very, very large amount of entertainment. So I thought that was really kind of a a neat memory with my mom and money. (laughs) Oh, when I was a kid, talking about time spent together, we 
you know, four, four little girls. <laughs> My dad was a farmer. He also, um, worked in town as well. And, um, like many farmers, like they, many farm farmers. And they have two a, jobs. A job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have two jobs. So, um, we would, so a lot of times my, it was me and my sisters and my mom getting out of the house together and we would go to the nursing home and play bingo with the residents. So oh, my really? mom would lead the bingo and we would take a box full of just random little trinkets. I mean, so- soaps from hotels and <laughs> just old costume jewelry that my great aunt gave us and just all this random stuff. And and I was very young when we did this. So I was maybe, I don't know, six, meaning my youngest sister was two. And all four of us would sit with one of the residents that probably couldn't see as well or couldn't hear as well. And we'd help them fill out their bingo cards. Um and then when they win, we'd help them pick out a prize. And I, you know, to this day still enjoy volunteering at nursing homes because I think so early on I got very comfortable Absolutely. with them. Yeah. But what I think that really can teach is that everybody can contribute. It doesn't matter your age. doesn't matter your wealth. Everybody, regardless of your situation, can help somebody. And it can also be fun. It doesn't have to be, you know, you think of volunteering, you think of really hard work digging ditches or, you know, Uh weeding flower beds or whatever. Um, but it can, it can be something really fun for you. Um, and, and to get your kids involved and to, to do something and do it as a family and it very likely will have a long lasting uh, impression on your kids. Very true. And that also ties into something that I think that, um, is important to teach our own kids or for our listeners. A lot of you have grandchildren is that, Money lessons are often taught very effectively through games. So the games that you play with your family members are great ways to instill some of these important lessons. For instance, my grandson, who's five years old right now, has multiple times played store with me. So he, we have a little cash register that has a little fake money. We have a little basket. He goes shopping in my pantry and takes things off the shelves and brings them over. And he doesn't quite get the whole thing because he thinks that, you know, I should ring up these things at the store and give him the money as well. (laughs) (laughs) So he hasn't quite figured out the, the concept of how the money exchange works for the goods and services that he's purchasing, but that's okay because what he is is learning that there are different things that have different value. And even something as simple that I'm teaching him as like the bigger things cost more money or you have to have a bigger bill for a bigger item or a smaller coin for a smaller item. And yes, of course, that's not always true, but it's at least putting some ideas into his head that things have different values. And money exchange happens if you want stuff. So silly little games like that, I think, are really, really strong ways to teach your children about money. Well, and I think also just teaching them at a young age is important. My, my son, when he was only two years old and my husband, this just drove him nuts, but I think he, he started to catch on later. But when we would go to the farmer's market every, every weekend we'd go to the farmer's market and he would get a donut and he (laughs) would always ask me, mommy, go to marketplace. Mm. I want a donut, you know? So, um, but I would, I would give him the money because he doesn't quite understand he has money in his piggy bank yet. But um, I would give him the money, but I'd make him give it to the cashier uh-huh, because uh-huh. I wanted him to start seeing. Learning that. When I get a donut, I have to give them money. When I get something, I have to give them money and, and starting to understand that exchange. 
Yes. And one of the things that I think my children would, would say and with a laugh that they learned from me is that when it comes to money, the thing that's for sure is there's going to be tax. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has to pay tax. And my dad actually is the one that taught me this when we were young and we went Halloween trick-or-treating. When we would bring our candy home, the first thing we'd have to do is hand the bags to him so he could paw through it and find his favorite candy and consider that to be tax for his efforts as a father. So... <laughs> So we learned very early on that when you have bounty, you pay tax to somebody that has authority. And I did take that one and pass it down to my kids. So it doesn't even matter what it is. When it, if they have some kind of like um, candy abundance in our house, the tax man cometh in the form of their mom. So like they get, you know, like a Valentine's box of candy or something. They open it. They just hand me the box to take the tax out first. <laughs> like, hey, apparently you've learned the lesson about taxes. This is go. great parenting and it tastes really good <laughs> one of the benefits of being a parent there absolutely absolutely so well we have time for one more lesson kelsey share your last lesson that is that you are for sure want to pass down to your child that you think is very important oh well you know growing up on a farm i think that is one of the best places not the only place but one of the best places to learn really hard work. Work ethic is born on farms in Absolutely. the Midwest for sure. And it's probably also going to mean you're going to be dirty too. <laughs> um, so my first jobs, I, I was involved in a lot of activities, so I couldn't hold a, a regular scheduled job. So I had a lot of jobs where I could fit them into my schedule and I cleaned combines. Okay. For my first job. And the, the combines, you know, they were really, really, really dirty. And this would take me 20 hours. Oh, my god! I'm not exaggerating to clean one. And I would come out looking like I just crawled out of a swamp. <laughs> but I also got paid really well to do it. And I very early on learned to associate really hard work a lot of times can mean really good money and the things that are worth lesson. doing are going to probably pay the most, but there you, you got to commit and you got to give it your all and it's not going to be pretty, but in the end you'll have a nice little paycheck to help you out. What a great lesson. Well, shout out to all the moms out there who are teaching their kids about money or have, you know, done so in the past. We appreciate you and happy mother's day to everyone. And I just want to make a quick announcement that the Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger book that I wrote is available for pre-order. You can go out to any of your favorite bookstores and search for it, or you can type it into Amazon or Barnes & Noble and pre-order your book to be shipped sometime between probably May 20th and June 20th when it hits bookstores. So if you are a mom who's ready to retire, there's some good input in there for you, and uh, we hope you find it valuable. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. 
past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.